This week, we are discussing a fan-favorite character returning from a Star Wars prequel movie, arguably one of the most important characters to the saga. Of course, we are talking Melshi from Rogue One, because surely no other prequel characters return this week that are more important than him. All of this and more on This is the Way Seekers. This is the way. 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 Welcome back to This is the Way Seekers, a weekly Star Wars podcast where every week we navigate our way through the Star Wars galaxy. My name's Austin, aka Star Wars Editor, and before we get into the episode, I just want to give a spoiler warning for all eight episodes of Andor. We are discussing the whole series, so if you have not seen it yet, please get out of here and then make sure to come back and discuss with us once you've seen the full show. As always, I'm joined with my wonderful co-hosts Tom and Chelsea. Tom, how are you doing this week? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to talk about Andor this week. And it was, it was busy because Tales of the Jedi came out and Andor. And, you know, obviously we're doing two different episodes about that. So busy week here. Busy week for all Star Wars content creators. Uh, Chelsea, how are you doing this week? Yeah, I'm pretty good. It's excitement getting not one but two Star Wars things, even though I wish they would space it out or change the time to midnight uh, Eastern Standard Time because I just I'm too old. I can't stay up late anymore, but it was fun getting to wake up and watch all the new stuff. Yes. Yeah, it was exciting, but daunting, but I'll, I'll do anything for Star Wars. So, And we're joined by our special guest this week, Allison. You may know her from TikTok or other places as well. Allison, how are you doing this week? I'm great. I thankfully had today off, so it was like the stars perfectly aligned that I got to stay up till five and watch everything that released last night. So I am living the life, truly. Yes, that's a match made in heaven. Yeah. Did you request it off or did like that just No, it just way? it just happened that way. Um I, I wouldn't put it past myself to request off for Star Wars though. So <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I mean two series that are so worth uh taking off work for. But yeah, that's great that uh the stars aligned that way. So let's get into talking about Andor episode eight. This is the start of a new arc here uh in the Andor series. Last week we had a standalone episode, and this week we are finally getting the start of this prison arc. And uh it's been very interesting, an interesting start. Um, and Allison, we've been asking each of our guests each week before we start, what were your expectations for Andor before the series? Were you hyped for it? Were you not? And then how has your expectations been met in these first eight episodes? Well, I, first of all, was incredibly excited because Andor was my favorite character in Rogue One. I thought he was fascinating. I fell in love with Diego Luna, just like a minor amount. And so I was really sad that at the idea that like I'd never get to explore that character again. And so when they announced it, I think I was like running the hype train of everyone around me. Um, <laughs> and so I really didn't go into it with too many expectations other than I figured this would have a little bit darker 
tone to it, maybe darker, not maybe just more mature and more um, sophisticated, which it has definitely lived up to that. I think that's really, really needed in Star Wars because it's like we all love stuff like The Mandalorian, but uh, this is definitely like a more of a conversation starter, an eye opener type of show um, that I think is definitely needed in the Star Wars universe right now yeah definitely and it's a very fun show to discuss as well um you know it's because i feel like the conversations around the last two star wars shows like obviously we're able to discuss the actual shows but a lot of the discourse is just like defending your position on whether it's good or bad and so it's like nice to just sit here and discuss the series as it is um i agree with you Cassian, amazing character and it really is cool that we're getting to explore this character uh so in depth so uh and or episode eight uh chelsea i want to know what were your overall thoughts uh, when watching the episode this week um it was it was interesting because i felt like we were all over the place but in a good way i'm you know i feel like it's nice now we can see all the storylines really coming together getting to see uh, my nightmare blunt rotation of cyril and dedra finally meet in in the flesh was certainly something and it'll be interesting to, now that that's like storyline has been, you know, ac activated. I don't know why I went with that word, but we'll roll with it. Now that it's been activated, uh, it'll be fun to see where that goes. Got more Mon Mothma, which I loved, even though I'm like, free her. Like, I'm so stressed. <laughs> like, um, and then obviously seeing, you know, the casting going to prison and then me just being like damn like they're they're going there and i'm really enjoying how explicit they are with like the theming and the messaging in the series because look at the if you look at the kinds of people being admitted versus who's in power as like the guards like tells like a clear story that is all too familiar in america so i just am like i love that you know we knew it was going to be like you were saying allison more mature and maybe be a bit more like grounded in reality but it still feels star wars and i just love again i i, I feel like i say this every week but i just love how explicit <laughs> the show is about it of being like this is like yeah this is like a metaphor but it's also like this is like real life and like pay attention and i think that's really important exposure uh for star wars fans yeah definitely it's almost like unfortunate how real it feels because i was telling all of you guys like before and this could have just been the product of watching it after tales of the jedi after watching or editing my reaction videos and everything it was late as fuck and i was like stressed watching the scenes where cassian and the the other prisoners are putting together the tech which i i think is like death star tech which is kind of ironic considering cassian and melshi get killed by the death star and like here they are like contribute contributing to it possibly um without even knowing but um i was like feeling stressed and like it felt claustrophobic and that carried it along with like all the other scenes i'm like damn i literally feel like i'm in casting shoes like this is very stressful and then also just like the idea of casting being in an unfamiliar place like i feel like i felt that with this episode too because you're getting introduced to so many new characters um where like we've been introduced to like this whole aldani group and now they're all dead and now it's time to meet the next group that's probably all gonna be dead too by the end of these next three episodes <laughs> um but tom what were your overall thoughts on Andor episode eight i really enjoyed it um obviously i woke up 
as we all did with the knowledge that we would be watching a lot of Star Wars today. So um, I watched it and then immediately went to watch Hell of the Jedi. Um, but there was a lot this week. Uh, we got Vel and Cinta back, obviously, um, which was nice. Uh, we got some more stuff on Ferrix. Um, yeah, it was a great episode. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, there there was so much that like came together, like Chelsea said, and like you said, seeing Ferrix and such. I, I thought it was interesting the way that it was kind of interweaving together because I feel like the Aldani arc and then like the Ferrix arc, they've mostly been like separated. So it's very interesting to see it like actually come together like that. Uh, Allison, what was your overall thoughts on Andor episode eight? I think this was weirdly one of my favorite episodes because it's like, you could say like not a lot happened, but I think that the exposition that they're sort of building is finally paying off. Like you guys are saying, like it's getting intertwined. It's kind of all coming together. And it's like, I think that this is really going to be one of the, the biggest turning points for Cassian as far as like that final push to say like, you know, this the empire can't continue, you know, kind of follow in his mother's footsteps, if you will. Um, right. So I, I really, I really enjoyed this episode, even though it was, it was a lot of exposition. I thought that it was really well done. And I thought that they didn't waste any time. Every single minute that someone was on screen, I was captivated, even though yeah. it's just talking, you know? Um, right. So I, I was thoroughly pleased with this episode. Yeah, I totally agree with you and that like everything, not much is happening, but it's just so entertaining. Like I I could watch Clay walk around Coruscant all day and just like that's the show, you know? So um yeah, I loved it. Uh Tom, who's uh some of your standout characters in this episode or who is your one standout character besides Cassian? Uh well that's a good question. Um it was another great week for one well, of great week for Mon. It was a pretty terrible week for Mon, but um, <laughs> in terms of what we saw, I, I, we got some really good characterization for Valens into this week, um, even though they had like two scenes. But I always got to go with Marva, like that yeah. scene with her. She's, yeah. I think she might be my favorite character in the whole show. Yeah, um, which sucks because I feel like she's now being built up to be killed off at some point. Yeah, especially with all those Jin and Cassian parallels, where like, um, I, I think like the, the shot, like in this episode where he's sitting in the handcuffs and they're in that transport or whatever, very similar to like uh, Jin on Wobani. And there's there's a ton of like parallels there, and I I fear that that's gonna be another parallel where <laughs> like Cassian is going to have Marva die in his hands, and that's gonna be. This would be very uh, unfortunate. And like the Velen Sinta, I agree with you. I, I It reminded me of that episode of Spongebob where Spongebob goes and works at the uh, <laughs> at the chum bucket. And then like there's that scene where Mr. Krabs and Spongebob are singing and there's like their their faces are all big. They remind me of the shot where <laughs> Bell and Sinta, they're like leaving and and it like fades over to Cinta's face from Vels. I don't know. Random connection <laughs> in my head. Uh, Allison, who is a standout character for you in this episode besides Cassian? 
I really liked uh, Kino Loy, Andy Serkis's character. When I saw him pop up on screen, we were watching it live last night on Elements Channel, and we were just like, like we didn't know Andy Serkis was going to be in this. And I think that not only did he do such a great job, like with the character, just because he's a great actor, um, but I think that his character was really interesting in the in the more like sense of like it was almost giving like Stanford Prison. You know, like he's a prisoner, yet he has taken on this role of like almost becoming right. a guard or like uh, like an authority figure over these people. And he really owns that. Um, and he thinks he only has six months left. And I, I mean, I, I hope I wish him the best. But <laughs> uh, I think that, you know, one of the inmates told Cassie and like, never look at the number. They'll keep you in here as long as they want you here. And I can't help but think that maybe that'll influence Lloyd's sort of trajectory in this show, potentially. So that's that's a slight prediction. But I thought that he's a really interesting character in that sense. Yeah, me too. And like, you hear his voice, and then you're like, is that Andy Serkis? And you're like, no, he's he's been in Star Wars before. No, and it's he's like, that's Andy Serkis, no way. And uh, he's not a CGI character. I agree with you on the fact that, like, I was confused as to uh, what his role exactly was. Because, like you said, he is a prisoner. He participates in the prisoner activity. You know because he's barefoot, just like all the rest. And then he's, you know, in the shower with them and everything. So I'm like, is this guy, like, voluntarily doing this? Is he just, like, was he just, he didn't do anything that bad? Um but then again, like Cassian didn't do anything but exist on a beach planet. So like <laughs> what literally what less could uh, Andy Circus have done? But um, yeah, totally agree. Chelsea, who's a standout character for you in this episode? Uh, I'm going to say Val because uh, it was just that the scene between her and Zed so short. But I'm like, can the lesbians not be happy? And listen, Cinta <laughs> makes a great point about being like, you know, the rebellion doesn't stop for us to have a moment or this or that. But like, I don't know, especially after reading like Princess and the Scoundrel, which feel how you want about that. But that's an important like point that like Leia has to get to where she's like, I'm, I need to accept that I can take a moment for myself because I can't give everything I have to this rebellion if I'm not taking care of me. And that's true of like any any job in general, but also just like, especially in like social justice and social activism, like that's a really important theme. So then like to see that again, very, maybe I'm, maybe it's not that deep and I'm just reading too much into it, but like, it's just how it gets across that message and just Bell being like, I'm so sad. My girlfriend's here, but I got to do the right thing and like get this job done. Cause the, you know, the, what's going on is more important than how I feel, which is just like, it's, you know, the unfortunate reality of, being in this sort of situation but just just made me very sad so yeah and we've been talking about them you know ever since they showed up what four episodes ago now um Val and Cinta, I mean it's like we, we keep being like oh we just want to see them together again and then it's like they're together again and now I'm like oh my god please like kiss like do something more than just hold hands like I know um, but uh. I, I'm hoping that they're slowly building to it because, like, it, in this episode, they don't outright say, like, oh, like, yeah, I'm Cinta and Val is my girlfriend. But, like, <laughs> they uh, do talk about, like, us and such. And then also in the Star Wars, this week in Star Wars, 
uh, Kristen Baver was literally like, and Val and her girlfriend Cinta just casually. So it was like, oh shit. So maybe this is supposed to just be like casual. Um, and another thing you said that you don't know if it's that deep, it's Andor. It's always that deep with Andor. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I think my standout character, and I, I'm sure that there'll be more of a standout character in future episodes but i don't care i've been hyping him up since when we were talking about this before episode one came out melshi from rogue motherfucking one <laughs> is in here and he's gonna actually get to be a character like i just love the fact that i think emily said this last week that this is not a show about our glup shittos this is a show about tony gilroy's glup shittos and bringing in you know these random characters um and and giving them more to do so i'm really excited to see that and i'm very interested to see what is going on with mel sheep because he's in this prison what's funny tom sorry you were talking you're saying mel sheep use it really quickly so i thought you said meryl street so what's going on with mel street <laughs> i just found that really funny um <laughs> no yeah. mel sheep i Melchie. like i said i was so excited for him to show back up in this episode um because he's just a, he's just a little side character and he dies and he like coughs and wears a silly little hat in Rogue One and that's kind of all he does. So I'm excited to see other characters, perhaps like side characters from Rogue One. Let's talk about the prison that Cassian is in. It's a very uh, scary prison. <laughs> it's uh, it does not look fun even just to watch. It's like, man, that is scary as hell. I do not want to be there. Uh, Allison, what did you think of? the prison that casting's in in their daily routine it was i mean if you cast aside that it's like horrifying it's kind of interesting the way like i've never i would never think of like a prison that operates by like instead of guns and things like that they can just flip a switch and shock you through the bottom of your feet and like you know that's probably a very effective mechanism for keeping these people in line so that's fascinating <clears throat> uh Chaco made a joke last night which was like whenever they're going to bed he was like they're literally playing the floor is lava <laughs> yeah literally um yeah. which is it's funny i think like their little bunks and like you know earning flavor and taste i really had to sit there and think about it i was like the difference between flavor and taste i need a moment to like process what that would be um yeah. i had never thought of it uh but i think that it it really does not glamorize the the empire at all they're not skirting around what it's like it's demoralizing it's dehumanizing and uh it just it breeds a labor force which i think is obviously very relevant Definitely. It sucks how relevant it is today. Just watching it, just the the scene where they first turn on the floor or whatever, just seeing the way their like bodies were just like, oh, it was just like I know. I, I was like, is not. this an exorcism? I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, how are their bones not broken? But yeah, and then like the floor thing and the, the amount of people in this prison. I thought that we were watching Attack of the Clones and we were on Camino looking at the millions of clones. No, these are all prisoners wearing these ridiculous orange jumps, white and orange jumpsuits. 
guarded by people. They're kind of fire, though. I liked them. I said that last night, too. I was like, those are kind of cute. Yeah. They're not they're not as bad as whatever the Imperials were wearing. Whatever shoes they had the on. Boots. Those shoes. Yeah. Those boots. <laughs> oh, like like the, the boots they're wearing look like the boots you would wear for like if you used to do dance competitions, you know, you would get them from a specific catalog. But they literally look like that. So you're walking around the competition floor and not real shoes, but not your dance shoes or bare feet. You gotta protect like that's instantly what I thought of too. Or I was like, why are they walking around in like slippers? Like right. yeah. I mean, like we know why, think, but like yeah. they couldn't yeah. spend a little bit more money on that. Like if you're gonna like be fascist assholes, at least like try look and look good. good, I guess. I don't <laughs> at least pop off. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Literally. Yeah, I think it's also just very telling, like they have these ridiculous boots that I'm sure like have to do with the electronics of the floor and they're all big and bulky because they're protecting them and then they have the inmates walking around barefoot like just horrible and you can clearly tell how much they care about themselves there and like allison said glorifying you're not glorifying the empire here like i love this show and we say this every week because there's no more argument here where you can sit here and be like well perhaps the rebels are just as bad as the empire no we're we're putting those random ass theories to bed here with this series they should have been put to bed a long time ago but uh shout out to tony gilroy for making a whole series <laughs> around <laughs> putting that shit to bed um yeah it was a very interesting prison chelsea what do you think of cassine's prison adventures if you can even call it that yeah. I mean, like, we've all kind of touched on at this point, just the explicit, um, like, addressing mass incarceration, the prison industrial complex, like, all of that is just like, wow, like, they really, like, did that and executed it well, in my opinion, Star Wars show. And I mean, I just feel bad for, like, he looked bewildered the whole time. And like, I mean, like, it's, it's still shocking to see as like an audience member but i think like we know like cassian like gets out and whatever happens and we know how bad the empire is but i think like it was really says a lot about cassian's character be able to see him reacting to it in real time for the first time and like you said earlier allison how this will probably be like the final push for him in, in addition to all the other stuff that's happened right so like to really commit to the rebellion um I feel I'm awful at names, but I'm already, you know, attached to the the older one in the group where like he like messed something up. I was like, oh no, I, I don't think this is gonna end well. Like I, don't I said like... yesterday that he's giving 99 vibes. 100. Oh, I was man. like, this is not gonna go well. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I, I don't wanna see another poor old man die. <laughs> yeah. I was under I was under the impression that it was him at the end. But I don't know if it was like the guy who oh. throws himself onto the floor. I'll I got see, the impression. Like, we'll find I'm out next week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. but that was the impression. That's the way because like the way they built it in the scene before. Actually, no, because it ended on. I remember ending it there, but they ended on Cassian building, and I can't remember if he was there. Maybe I'm wrong. I can't. I, I'll watch it, it again. Was, yeah, I think it was just like some random guy because I remember. Yeah. Being like, oh, it's just some random dude. But there was the the first scene. Yeah. Yeah. There was the first night where Cassian didn't know what the floor was. And 
This man was the last to leave the floor. Stressed. That shit felt like he was on the floor for five minutes standing there. I didn't even know what the floor did yet. And I was like, why? Like, move, dude. Like, everybody else is off this floor. Clearly, it is not safe for you here, my guy. Like, please. Um, so, yeah. And then we get to where they're building all this uh tech uh like i said before i i really think it's like death star tech and you know using using them for labor um again something that literally happens in america it's actually like very normal like every inmate i was gonna mention it's not even like the prison arc like i was just gonna say like the transports that they took them there in about Mm -hmm. how it basically i thought like it was the one original design that the first order had and then the Mandalorian came over along and said, actually, they belong to the Empire. And now they're officially, like, not pre-Empire, but, like, pre-Galactic War. That's all I thought. Rain, where we see things like that and are like, that's that random little thing from The Force Awakens. It's always... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, watching, watching Tales of the Jedi yesterday, not to jump around, but, like... I there was the dodo bird animal that was in Andor and that was also in The Force Awakens. And I I point that out every time now. I'm like, oh my god, that's the dodo bird animal. Always comes back to The Force Awakens. I, but I thought the same thing about the transport ship. I was like, that literally yeah. looks like the ships that came in and brought all the troopers in The Force Which Awakens. They're in Kenobi as well, when I think about it. But yeah. Because it's like yeah. 10 Imperial like drop ships. But they're here again. Yeah. Obviously yeah that is funny like you said that's like the one ship that was original to the first order and then they're like nope uh the empire actually had a bunch very interesting seeing castian in prison there um and then we move on to where dedra and Cyril are finally seeing each other in the flesh uh again another thing i've been hyping up because like in all the press tours the actors are together and they act like their characters are very intertwined. And I'm like, these, these characters don't know each other. And then just Sarah makes me so uncomfortable, dude. Like <laughs> the way, the way he reacts to like everything, just the, in the empire going up and standing like, and they're just staring at him. I'm like, yeah, he's probably so happy. Like, that's exactly how he pictured that going in his head, him getting brought into yeah. the Empire. Just someone staring at him that he can stare back at because he just likes to look at shit. And it's very <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. Now, Chelsea, what did you think of Cyril and Dedra finally coming together? What is it I always say? Unstoppable force versus immovable object. Both are insufferable. <laughs> and girl bossing for the wrong side. So... Yeah. I mean, listen, they are interesting characters for sure, but I'm just like, fuck no, not because if they get together, then that's really bad news for the rebels because they're both motivated by this like need to prove themselves and succeed. And mm-hmm. also the additional like layer of at- believing in the cause. So it's just like, oh, fuck. like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the way he was like listing off his fucking resume when Dedra leaves the room and he's like, I actually was the best of all the fashion <laughs> shit I did. I was the greatest one. And like, I was just like, dude. Uh, Allison, we haven't heard from uh, you, obviously, because we haven't been talking about the other seven episodes with you. So, what have you thought about Cyril so far and then where he's at now in this episode? He's a really interesting character. Like, it's kind of like 
it's fun because you know that there's no like Cyril stands out there. So it's kind of like everyone just is collectively like dogging on Cyril, which is fun. I think that there were some episodes where, you know, you really do try to like empathize with him. Like when you meet his mother and you're like, oh, no wonder you are the way you are. That's um, really (laughs) unfortunate. And you, you hope that it can just like, just do your office job with your high collar and just live your life. But no, he has to like prove that he was right and that he was on to something with Cassian. Um, and so I think that when he and Dedra kind of got to meet, it was like, they were like trying to out bootlick one another, you know? And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's so funny that Chelsea said that she was girl bossing because I literally said that last night. I was like, I love how she's like gaslight gatekeep girl bossing him right now. Like she, <laughs> she has like this inch of power over him and she's going to take all of it. And so right. I think she does. She obviously doesn't realize how valuable he would be to her, which is interesting. Um, and it's just like, no matter where he goes, he's just like insufferable. Yeah. Just you know, like he can't help himself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I also yeah. I enjoyed his like weird shirt with the tie that just came out of like <laughs> his seatbelt tie. <laughs> yeah, I called it a seatbelt too. And I was like, this he has the most interesting fashion choices. So Yeah. Gotta you know, love he's it. he's interesting for sure. Yeah. yeah. God, that that whole office space like just makes me uncomfortable. And I actually saw something that it was originally gonna be in The Last Jedi. Like on the supremacy, there was gonna really? be a big office space. And so they repurposed it for Andor, uh, which I thought was really cool. Um Again, just like getting to see the everyday real life of people, because like obviously in real life, people have desk jobs. So seeing the Star Wars version of that was very cool. Uh, Tom, how are you feeling about Cyril this week? And what do you hope for his future? <laughs> what do I hope for his future? Um, this is funny because I've been realizing, like, I was gonna say, like, Dedra just gagged him a little bit this week, but I feel like that happens every week. <laughs> like, somebody just shows up and just he just like just gets gagged. yeah um every week <laughs> yeah. which is so funny <laughs> um, but i mean i don't know where his future's going like everyone seems to know and i'm like i just want this man to continue to yeah. wallow in his suffering <laughs> um i do not yeah. want him to succeed um we're praying Andrew, however Praying on a downfall. Literally, every man in the show praying on the downfall. <laughs> Not every man, besides, the majority of them. Besides Tay. Tay besides at Tay. Least, at, least, at least right now. Tay. At least right now. World. Actually, yeah. we'll get to that. But like I have thoughts on that. But we'll get yeah. to that. Um Well, let's let's get to it. Let's talk should about Should we just get to it? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Because yeah. like obviously we hate pairing. Uh, parent hate club member number one of um but I've, one thing i thought was interesting was like towards the end of those scenes where mom mothma was like where's tay and parent was like oh he left and i'm like something's pretty sus here he didn't just leave he would have said goodbye to mon what did you do parent what have you done um so i'm interested to see where that goes and is parent like catching on 
to their does he think they're having an affair or is he catching on to Mon Mothma's doings? Um yeah. is something and even Lita's like suspicious. Their daughter yeah. Lita's a little suspicious of like, oh we've met we've met before. Um you're here a lot now. Um that's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. And like obviously we know that there's nothing going on there, at least right now. Like when they were fifteen years know. old on Trangilla. <laughs> <laughs> they, they definitely had something there but uh yeah as far as i know it's strictly political business and i also just like yeah. <laughs> the fact that he doesn't even know the, the full thing that mom is doing but he like trusts her enough because she's that much of a girl boss it's like of course mom uh the only wrong mistake you've ever made is marrying that man and it wasn't your fault because as tony gilroy puts it it was an arranged marriage so uh quite unfortunate for mom mothma uh allison what did you think of mom mothma and her scenes in her apartment this week well i think I, I was as shocked as everyone, I guess, to find out that she was married at 15, 16 or whatever. And, you know, it was sort of an arranged situation. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it just seems kind not out of character, I suppose, because people can change and, you know, things can happen. But it's like, it's, it was like, wow, Mon Mothma doesn't even trust her own husband to tell him what's going on with this rebellion. But now it's like, she has every right not to trust him. And also, yeah. like, this wasn't, like, someone she chose out of, you know, uh, her own interest. I do think that her husband and her daughter probably believe that there is something romantic going on with Tay. I don't, I don't know that he's smart enough to pick up on an intergalactic rebellion just yet. Yeah. Or if ever, but I do think that he <laughs> he suspects some funny business, and I think he'll go down the route of thinking that it's it's romantic in nature, personally. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely see. Because um, yeah, part of me is like he's he's not smart enough. But then also like when he was first introduced, there was the scenes where he was still suspicious of her, and then I also just think like. Yeah, it might honestly just be on like a personal level though, still, even then, because it's like it just seems like the daughter's involved, like, you know, because he's just kind of there telling her, like, Mom Mothma's not here, your mom's not here. Um, and you could literally say she's wherever, and his daughter really has like no choice but to believe him because it's her dad. So, uh, yeah, quite an unfortunate situation there. Chelsea, what do you think of Mom Mothma? this week uh i think like the moment that really stood out is when she's talking to like the one couple by the window and they're like this view is gorgeous and da, da, da. and that's when we find out that she was married at 15 came to coruscant when she was 16 as a senator and that you know like this view is gorgeous da, 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 da. And she's like oh i guess i need to appreciate it more and it's like the like just dumb rich people just not understanding like the gravity or the weight of mon's like personal situation because that's just so much responsibility and getting married that young like when you know arranged is just like that's a lot to deal with in and of itself and then so she's just like having she's had to you know cope with that being in that leadership role for so long and then now is also coping with starting or in being involved with the rebellion like that's just so much on her plate yet she still just has to play politics and be like yo yes i'll appreciate it more you're so right come again 
being known as this like really great like host and then you know this is the moment we saw in the trailer a lot but i think after getting more context i was like damn because i feel like everyone has had that moment where they like have to put on a face whether it's i don't know if you're out family your friends you're just not feeling well and then the moment you're able to like turn away you just everything just instantly like drops and so like getting to like actually see that moment like i don't yeah. know built up on and expanded upon which is like damn help someone yeah. help her like i mean not that she like <laughs> needs help but i'm just like she needs a break like she needs she needs a nap like i love the way it's going though because like it's a very slow burn um and at the same time it's one where it's very similar to like i'm watching better call Saul right now and i'm like how are they gonna wrap all this up like we're on season five right now and we're still like adding to the exposition you know what i mean and so it's like how is all this going to come together and from how it looks uh, because i trust tony gilroy to bring it all together um that it's going to go that way where it's like oh man like i did not expect for it to all come together that way because my mom but like she doesn't even have like leadership over her own home and now we're going to see her become the leader of the rebellion and how does she get to that point and you know we have what like 17 episodes left of the entire series including season two what could happen in 17 episodes um with mon mothma very interesting there um let me go on to the isb stuff and now the entire isb is after cassian andor which is funny because he's in their prison under the name keith gergo (laughs) like of all the names Keith, he really said Keith. Right, and now that's stuck with him on Doctor. That's so real, so real. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he was with that one ant eater uh, at the beach when he came up with the name. He was like Keith because the ant eater had the little bong right there, so (laughs) he knew what was going on. Um, But. yeah, he's stuck with that name in the Empire, but everybody's after him. And, of course, in that scene, I'm looking around because I'm like, the entire ISB's here. Do we see any ISB agents, like a, a Callus, maybe? But, uh, no. Admiral Yalarin was there, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Of course. He's looking very bored. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny just overcrowding the room, and then you have, like, young Cassian um, in the middle. But, yeah, they're all after Cassian yeah. Andor, and... I still think my theory is correct that it's going to be a race to uh, Cassian. I think that the Empire, like that, the ISB is going to be going to try and figure out what's going on with Cassian in prison. And then Luthen and perhaps Saw Gerrera tries to get him out. And then perhaps Mom Mothma learns about this. No, I think, like, so we know there's going to be a prison break. And honestly, because we already know so much about how the prison works, it's going to be so interesting to see how they get around that. Like, are they gonna slip Cassian some shoes? I don't know. <laughs> um, but honestly, we know Belshi gets out too. But I'm very interested to see like how it's gonna go down, who it's gonna go down with. Uh, but right. we'll get to predictions later, I'm assuming. So I don't want to talk too much about my <laughs> predictions. I mean, we got Saw. I feel like we got Saw Guerrero in this episode for a reason because we were we've been wondering like this whole show like where in the rebellion does Lucy fit? Mm-hmm. Is he like closer to Saw? Is he closer to Mothma? And it feels like he's very much neither, which we've learned today. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. It's cool to see like these kind of I touched on it last week like these different ideologies of what the rebellion should be. Whereas mm-hmm. the Empire is very much 
all have the same ideology of what they're doing. Yeah. And so to have that conflict with the rebellion is interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, those three characters about Matwa, Luthen, and Sagra are all contrasting each other. What I thought was interesting about that scene is Luthen doesn't admit to Sagrera, somebody who was like clearly proud of the Aldani mission, was hyping it up. He does not admit that he did it to Saw Guerrera, the one person that would be like, hell yeah, dude. Like, where was my invite? Like, and so uh I thought that was interesting. And I wanted to know if you guys had any thoughts on perhaps why he wasn't upfront about that. Luther was trying to act like Saw did it. Right. And so I yeah. think almost Luthen kind of wanted to like give him a pat on the back as well as be able to clean his hands of it if something were yeah. to come up and be like, that was actually Saw Guerrera. So I think he's kind of like one keeping Saw in his pocket by being like, love that work you did out there, wink, wink. I'm assuming that was you. And also mm-hmm. deflecting away from like his true power and how much he's truly uh invested in it i i agree with you that it's odd because it seems like he and saw would really agree in the sense of like because they both very much believe that like more tyranny leads to more interest in the group so i don't know It, it was odd but i have to think that it's almost to so that he can make saw feel good about himself you know yeah. like in a weird way yeah that actually does make sense because we see like mom mothma and such you know very much against saw and so perhaps it really is just like a encouragement thing you know i like that uh chelsea do you have any idea on perhaps why he didn't say i mean i think i agree with y'all and that it probably was for a bit like of an ego boost but I also think maybe he also doesn't want to admit he has that much money because wasn't he trying to like sell something initially or and sell something and then initially just wanting his labor in return for parts rather than his saw's money. So I thought that was interesting too. Where it's like Luthen doesn't need to be selling equipment and making money right now. And he also wants to deny responsibility, but also deny the fact because there's a specific line too. It's like whoever has those credits must be like doing really well. Like there's i don't know what the reason is but there probably is a reason you know he doesn't want to admit he has all of that all of those funds because maybe he's going to direct it into multiple channels and he doesn't want saw like trying to like use all of it i i have no idea where his head is at yeah. he's kind of confusing me right now which is interesting yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's just lupid as a whole like as an entire character it's like you think one thing of him and now he has a fucking wig on and he's a completely different <laughs> character and so it's totally up in the air with him Luthen constantly evades me which i is everything i look for in a man apparently um but i get the impression that like because we get the talk with Clem where she's like oh you're slipping and he's like I'm not slipping. Um, I get the impression it's very much like a keep your cards close to your chest kind of thing. Like he can play that card later if he needs to, but he doesn't need to play it right now. He's being very careful about who he tells. But I get the impression that Saw's not in Luthen's hand yet, I guess. And because like, it's obviously in the trailers and stuff, this is all we know of Saw. So like it's possible that he won't show up again. 
it would be mm-hmm. weird if he didn't, but then again, they might be setting up season two. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see where Saw shows up later in this season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. One thing I thought was interesting about Saw this time around, like, or more specifically, the set that was built for like where he was at, is that it really did look like a darker version of Yavin for the Rebel base there. Like, even they have like darker x-wings and i mean yavin's like hardy pretty dirty like you know battlefront two players know they filmed that in england (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's just england yeah yeah but no i think it was like like the black x-wing and such i think it was just like a visual reference of he is working for the rebel alliance but as we know he is uh sort of what people would describe as more extreme or the darker side of the rebellion yeah. we've talked about that debate every every single episode <laughs> so um yeah it was it was interesting to see but that is no no no. we still have the ferric stuff i was about to say that's where the episode yeah. ended but no no no. there, we, yeah. there was still stuff on ferrix because yeah they've been building up to the empire being there a lot and now we see stormtroopers there and Bix got arrested which she was taking care of um marvel so it was man so so unfortunate uh to see and like you guys said before they don't glorify the empire so we're seeing you know Bix and um oh what was his name i think it was like k-a-a something the uh, the no. shop owner um the one that was uh, cultured. Yeah. um they just don't shy away from that whereas like if you remember we see in like a new hope um leia get tortured but it's just like you see the droid and that's it or in rebels the same thing with hera but you more just see the aftermath of it and uh and this you see like this guy was fucked up dude like he's probably not gonna be okay after that <laughs> and uh bix is sitting in the same chair as we speak i, I want to know what you guys think of fairx because it just makes me sad so tom uh what do you think of fairx uh obviously i said at the start uh marva even though she only had one scene was a standout i love the world building because like there was one thing where i said like this the sisters of fairx like there's like this organization mm. of- yeah and i was like interesting like i don't even think we'll see them it's just like you already get the idea of who they are it's just like mm-hmm. an organization of women on very excited like yeah it was like you were saying just heartbreaking because it's like you go back to Ferrix to see marva sick like really sick you can hear her not being able to breathe well um she just looks sick like they did a really good job with like her makeup because it was like in between the last time we saw her and then it seemed like she'd aged five years um yeah so that was crazy to see uh like the sisters of fairs was also interesting to me it's kind of like oh what's that piqued my interest um i really hate that Bix keeps getting like caught up and keeps getting like her life destroyed basically because of cassian yeah um like she lost you know her last boyfriend because of him she um obviously they don't they have a pretty tumultuous relationship who knows what that looks like exactly um Mm -hmm. and it's just like she wanted to help marva and help him just by like trying to get a hold of him and and this is what happened so it's it's really sad but i think again it just goes to show that like 
the empire is not is not fucking around like they are going no. to punish even the most innocent of offenses if you yeah. call them that yeah so exactly tough to see. yeah i think what's interesting is that uh and a little uh, i'm a little worried because Everybody on Ferrix came together in that scene. We saw a bunch of people that we saw in the past. You know who we didn't see in that scene? Vetch. Where the fuck is he? Is he okay? Is he being tortured by Imperials as well? Because they were like, oh, you can see him in a crowd. So let's get that guy first. I'm scared for him. Uh, like, I'm really hoping saw... it's just a budget thing. I'm hoping it's just a budget <laughs> thing and he couldn't be featured. And that he'll have his whole return healthy and happy. Yeah later on right because we saw his friend and i'm like where's where's my big fella like i mm. oh hope he's okay uh but yeah chelsea what'd you think of the ferrix scenes this week i mean obviously awful because like i said last week no veg but again <laughs> no but um in all seriousness something we did talk a lot about last week was how you know, it was really sad to see how quickly everyone turns on him. And after spending time with everyone, the first three episodes, you're like, how could that happen? But again, you know, I was like, it's going to happen because they know the consequences of Cassian's actions. And, you know, we know Cassian's not doing it with ill intentions, but the Empire is going to punish everybody to punish him. And so actually getting to see, you know, how that plays out um, was, you know, it's heartbreaking to watch, but also necessary and I think it's going to be awful to see uh, Marva die and then knowing how Cassian's going to blame himself and how that, that all will come together is going to be, it's going to be great television, but it's going to be very powerful and emotional. So I'm like looking forward to it, but also not, um, yeah. which is great. That means it's a good show, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it just was, you know, like Tom said, seeing, marva and like seeing her say that and see kind of how she was depicted was sad and then also just seeing how they've lost their sense of community because like you know brasso tells bix like run and she does but i feel like you know a few episodes ago if it was in the time of arc one the or episodes one through three we would have maybe seen the people trying to prevent the stormtroopers from getting to her or helping like hide her like but everyone is just kind of now for for they have to go into survival mode and just protect themselves and just be like, I just have to like turn a blind eye or else I'm, I'm next. So that's also just really devastating to see how the empire like impacted like the culture and like community of the planet. Yeah. Such a, such a peaceful planet. It sucks to see, man. Also speaking of the, uh, what are they called? The Ferric sisters that you guys kept yeah. bringing up i think it was called uh, the first, something like that yeah um are we sure that's not like a a drag queen type thing drag show <laughs> like on like fair, sisters yeah yes i think i think i could see it on fairx perhaps betch is a drag queen i think that Period. is a very fitting thing Period. For, uh, <laughs> see character. okay when I heard it, I was like, oh, it's like Girl Scouts, maybe. But I like the other idea better. I was thinking, like, the... What are the, like, the Witches of Dathomir called? I forget. You know what I'm oh, about? Uh, Night, Night Sisters. Sisters. The Night Sisters. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, 
Is that? <laughs> no. Are yeah. we the cult, ladies? Like, I want to join. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, yeah, perhaps it will. I think that's another thing. Like, with the Sagra and Luthen scene specifically, I mean, Star Wars is such a lived-in world. Um, we see from A New Hope, they kind of just mentioned things like, oh, yeah, I ran the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. But um, we kind of got away from that because now we have, like, 40 years of stuff that they don't just randomly reference things like that anymore but in this show they do so it was weird to go back to like damn luthan and saw you guys are speaking literally gibberish to me like this is a whole different language <laughs> who the fuck are you talking about what planet is this and you can't look it up on wikipedia because they don't exist yet um, <laughs> so um yeah, I'm just like I want to know. I want I want to be in the know of what's going I on. I love how Saw was like he's stupid, he's big, he's slow. <laughs> he starts trashing <laughs> this random person. You're like, ooh, I want to know. Right? Yeah, like, that's the tea there. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that was the episode of Andor episode eight. And now, who knows where it goes? Um, I'm yeah. I'm sure we have predictions, which uh, we'll share right now. Like I said. I still think it's going to be a race to Cassian, the Empire. Everybody's going to try to get to Cassian. It's just going to be a matter of who gets him out. But like Tom said, how the fuck are you going to get him out of there? Because that prison is literally like worse than being in like Alcatraz because it is an ocean planet. Like you can't, what are you going to do? Swim off the planet? Like the whole thing is water. <laughs> so there's no. Have escape. a fallen order moment. Maybe. No, yeah. <laughs> perhaps yeah we we shall see i'm very interested to see how they get out of there i mean they have a bunch of you know handymen they're working on all this stuff this death star tech maybe maybe they'll put their minds together and build their way out using those lego pieces um yeah allison do you have any predictions for where the future of andor could go I, I agree with you. I do think it's a race to Cassian. Um, I don't. I don't think it matters who's coming for him at this point. I think he'll be like, "I'll do anything you want to get out of this place. Like you can kill me, you can do whatever. Just like get me out." Yeah. Um, I do kind of feel like maybe those people that were speaking sign language to each other through the the windows. My like hairbrain tinfoil hat theory is that they're like rebel plants potentially mm -hmm. or that like maybe they're there for they're not just prisoners basically um and he might figure that out and be like me actually i'm a rebel too do you, do you know that and sort of like con his way into whatever scheme they're they're working on so that's mm -hmm. kind of my it's far stretched but that's where i'm at right now right i think it makes sense because that is very possible that there are rebels in there because it's very well possible that Melshi is a rebel that's stationed there that's, you know, in hideout as well. He could be uh, one of the rebels. So um, I like that. I actually didn't think of that, that there could actually be rebels in there already. Uh, Chelsea, do you have any predictions for where Andor could go? I don't. Because my one like throwaway prediction last from last week was horribly wrong. So it's not that it was a bad one, but it just was not. So I just, you know, aside from the, you know, obvious direction the show is going. Again, I say this every week. I got no idea, but I'm along for the ride. So there you go. Right. Yeah, me too. Tom, you got any predictions for where it could go? 
Uh, well, we are nearly out of trailer footage, finally. Um, I, my prediction in terms of that is that the, the entire two-episode finale, which we know is happening, we've seen none of it, is my theory. We've seen none of that. I mean, in my head, it's like a battle for Ferrix, but in the same breath, it can't really be anything too huge, I don't think. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I like. I wasn't expecting Vel and Cinta to be reunited so soon, and then obviously separate again. So Cinta is staying on Ferrix, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we didn't see the out like the outcome of what happens on Aldani thoroughly, but I feel like we need to see that at some point, like the act of the Empire putting their foot down. I don't think we'll go back to Aldani. I think we'll see it on Ferrix. I'm assuming Vel's going out to find because I feel like there's some shots of Vel on Ferrix that we've not seen, but she's gone off now. I honestly don't know how Mon Mothma's story is going to conclude. Obviously, we know when she ends up, but I don't know how she's going to yeah. get there. I'm very interested yeah. to see that because I'm like, mm-hmm. is that even going to be a season two thing? Because like every week she's got a new party to throw. I'm so in for the ride. Yeah. yeah exactly all great theories um but yeah all right let's get into our two viewer questions for this week as always you can join the discord or find us on instagram and twitter at Wayseekers pod uh and you could ask a question perhaps get it answered at the end of each episode so let's start with lemon screams aka josh asking presuming that we get a prison break Hoomst is making it out alive. So we know Cassian and Melshi are making it out alive. Um, and I, I'd say the, the group that Cassian has at his table is probably the main group that we're going to follow here. Um, so which ones do you guys think are going to make it out? And who do you think is going to die? After Aldani, I'm going to just set my expectations to the point they're all gone. Besides Melshi and Cassian, <laughs> everyone's dead. So... Uh, but if I had to hope for one prison to live, it would be the older guy. <laughs> um, Allison, who do you think will make it out alive? I'm with you. My expectations are super low. We know Melch will, but I, I want Ham to live just because his name is just straight up Ham. Oh, yeah. uh, so I'm Team Ham. Personally. <laughs> yes. Yeah, me too. Uh, Tom, who do you want to live? Or who do you think will live? Who do I want to live and who do I think will live? Want, who do you Two think, very yeah. different things. <laughs> right. Um. Again, with the Aldani thing, I don't think we'll see many of them live. Um. Obviously, being a Milchi, like even if someone's coming in to rescue Cassian, like if it's Val, mm-hmm. there's no like, indication that she would survive. Which is what I'm thinking. Oh. Like if they just like, bring someone in, that's just putting them at the risk of death a character we already know. So now I'm just like, mm-hmm. damn. But we know, I don't want to predict. I'm worried. Um, <laughs> Valence is a better know. be in season two, episode 12. They better be. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I cannot watch either of them die. But for sure, yeah, it's kind of hard to predict who can live and who will die. But Chelsea, uh, who do you think? I feel like it depends like what kind of prison break if it is truly just a mission to like extract Cassian and that's the goal versus like if there is a rebellion within the prison and multiple people break out. I think in the chaos of something like that, I could see them going that direction, too, because I think like there are rumblings among the prisoners being like, 
did you hear about Aldani? What have you heard on the outside world? Like, so they've heard about it even within the confines of like the world that their world that is purposely small because of the empire. And they're still hearing about this like rebellious activity. And it's like, it's energizing some of the people. And then of course you have the people who are just like, shut the fuck up. And it's like, all right, bootlicker, you're literally already in prison. Like, chill. Right. <laughs> anyway, so I feel like, I don't know. I mean, again, don't have my hopes up for anyone besides anyone living besides the people who we obviously know make it out. But I think it'll be interesting to see what route they go in terms of just like extracting Cassian and there's just casualties because everyone's punished or if there's going to be like an uprising and then, you know, some people just get lost in the kind of like chaos of everything. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's scary for for all those people, um. But yeah, I I I hope that it's kind of like a mass prison break. I hope all those people get out of there and outnumber the Imperials. I just love seeing everyday folks outnumber the Imperials and take them down. So yeah. All right, our next question comes from Connor, aka Concho Bar, and he asks, "What do you think is next for Cyril?" Presumably, he will end up working with Dedra, but for now, she's ignored ignored him. How will she end up needing his help? Um, I think that she will end up needing his help just because he was actually there on Ferrix, and that's why he's useful. And they do touch on that in the episode a bit, where uh, the reports that he didn't even get to read but signed off on because uh, he had to are missing something like why is casting important and it's kind of information only Cyril knows and also Cyril just is like this man put in six fucking requests to uh find more information on Cassian and so I think he knows like he's studying up he's reading the Rogue One reference books and he's gonna find out more on Cassian Andor um and that's why he's useful um do you guys have any other thoughts, uh, Omar? Chelsea, you think anything? I mean, I also just think, like, he, even though Dead was like, like, stop, he's not going to stop. Like, right. he's gonna figure out a different way he's gonna be persistently annoying and then Dedra's probably gonna have a moment be like ah I see myself in you a little bit so maybe I'll let go of a little bit of my ego um, but also you know she says like you're the only person who has eyes on Luthen besides Cassian and so maybe if like she kind of hits a dead end with finding Cassian for like feel of fear of failure she's gonna try and like interrogate him or investigate more so you know to figure out yeah. what they call like axis is what they're calling Luthen, right? So yeah. I think she's going to be really desperate to prove herself <clears throat> to find axis, and she'll do that by whatever means necessary, even if it means working and partnering with annoying Cyril. So yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah. poor, poor Dedra and Cyril that they even have to work with each other. Poor, poor yeah. Dejan and Cyril that they have to stand themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Allison, you think, or where do you think uh, Cyril's future will go? I think, honestly, that he, because he's so obsessed with it, he's going to, like, make himself useful to Dedra by, like, getting a lead on where Cassian is. I don't know how he's going to do that, but if anybody could, like, do that out of nowhere by like pure just like 
mental illness, it's going to be Cyril, you know, like he, right. I feel like he could get a lead and say like, there's this prisoner who looks a lot like Cassian Andor or like, you know, how he would get that information, I don't know. But I feel like he's gonna he's going to uncover some piece of where Cassian and or Luthen is and make mm-hmm. himself useful. Um and sort of bargain himself. That's my yeah. theory. Yeah. Hearing you say that actually made me think that like the ISB has his picture. And so they really could just send it and like put it wherever any imperial place is which includes the prison and they could just kind of broadcast that and be like have you seen this man and like yeah literally right there he's (laughs) he's in the cell next to me already got it um yeah and what we saw from like tales of the jedi uh in one of the episodes was like you know these people are obviously um being oppressed to the point where if it means turning in cassian to uh, getting taste or flavor added to their food, I think they will because that's the position that they're put in, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, very lots of different things going on <laughs> uh, in this show that are unfortunate. Uh, Tom, where do you think Cyril's feature will go in this series? Um, I feel like he's going to keep putting in requests. Um, Dedra's obviously going to ignore him, but like, the head dude of the ice, not the the guy under your line that we see every week. It's gonna be like, Dedra, you gotta work with this dude. And she's like, don't do that, dude. He's like, sorry, <laughs> I gotta. I mean, he's annoying right. me, and he's it's just gonna go that way. Uh, but they'll maybe bond over time, um, yeah. Because he would he is a useful asset as much as it pains me to say. Uh, <laughs> um yeah i mean yeah it's like it's weird because like we've been under the impression that these two are going to meet the whole show and we're now over halfway through and they've only just met so yeah yeah i bet you it'll be a season two type thing um but then again there's still four episodes left that they could uh become closer together and be the imperial twin flames that the actors well now we know yeah now we know dedra's back on um well, not back on, but she's on Ferrix. Yeah. Being a... Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Cyril goes back there, I think he'll actually have a nervous breakdown uh, <laughs> just seeing Ferrix again. Um, also, you know, I realized the other day, I was like, who does Cyril remind me of? He reminds me if, like, Sheldon from Big Bang Theory was in the Empire. I've thought that so many times. I almost said that on this <laughs> podcast. But I was like, I can't expose myself like that. You know, I could have called him the Sheldon of the Star Wars universe, but he is. He, he literally is. Like, if Sheldon was in the... Like, even if the Sheldon was where, a fascist, that would be him. Right. Like, even the moments where he, like, wipes the doorbell off before he touches it, and he doesn't even touch yeah. it with his bare finger, I'm like sheldon cooper he's a germaphobe um and so yeah cyril very interesting character but that is our discussion for Andor episode eight it's been another fantastic episode and thank you so much allison for coming on this week um very ex- excited to have you here um and where can everybody find you on social media Uh, Thank you so much for having me on. I had such a great time and I love talking Star Wars at any point. So I loved being on here. Um, You can pretty much find me 
mostly on TikTok at Alice Sun of Daphnir. It's A-L-Y underscore Sun underscore of underscore Daphnir. It's quite the username, but it's a whole vibe. <laughs> so make sure to clarify. But uh and then uh my Instagram is linked there. So if you're if you're that into me, you can always follow me on Instagram. But my TikTok is where all of my Star Wars content is and all of my brain worms that I inflict on the world uh, <laughs> that relate to Star Wars. <laughs> Yes, I, I definitely recommend checking out uh, her TikTok. It'll be linked in the description. Um, as for Wayseekers, obviously, like we said, uh, Tales of the Jedi came out this week. And so on Friday, we're doing a live episode about Tales of the Jedi, Tom, Chelsea, and I. And you guys can join us live at 6 o'clock p.m. Central Time, talking all things Tales of the Jedi. Stop by, talk in the chat. We'll be answering questions and talking about the show with you guys the first live episode of this is the way seekers where the the current era of this is the way seekers so that's gonna be yeah <laughs> very exciting to do um all right before we get out of here tom where can everybody find you on social media you can find me at the gaze electric on instagram twitter twitch tiktok letterbox amazing you didn't forget any this time amazing no, i don't think so no <laughs> chelsea where can everybody find you at you can find me on instagram at jedi underscore chelsea amazing and you can find me on instagram at star.wars.editor tiktok sw austin and twitter sw austin zero you can follow the podcast on instagram and twitter at wayseekers pod you can also check out our patreon because we're doing some really cool things over there all right, y'all. Yeah. This has been another amazing episode. We'll see you next week with uh, Jonah talking Jonah. about Andor episode nine. So see you guys next week. And may the force be with you always. Bye. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs>